Thank you, worship team. I don't know about you, but I thought Israel sounded a little bit like Willie Nelson when we're singing Family of God. How about you? Anybody else feel that way? I heard a little Willie coming out in him there. So well, we're so glad you're here. We welcome our guests. Thank you. We got several of our Upward families who came today. And so we thank you. Uh, we're so glad that you're here. And I'm Pastor John, and it's an honor to welcome you today. I want to mention a couple of things that's taken place this week. Uh, maybe a ministry that you would be interested in being part of. And then we're going to uh, recognize uh, a couple of our, our coaches, a couple of parents, and just, do, just ask them a little bit about uh, Upward and let them share just for a minute. And then we're going to recognize all of our players. And then we'll dive into God's Word. Tomorrow is their home, there's homeschool gym tomorrow. Patrick and his team leads homeschool gym. So if you're a homeschooler, if you're listening online, you're a homeschooler, 10 o'clock they gather out here in the gym or outside if the weather permits. And they do homeschool gym. And so thankful for Patrick's ministry and his team there. So you tell others about that. Tomorrow night we have our autism support group. They meet the first Monday of each month. And so that's at 6 o'clock. And that's in the Smiley Center. That's the Smiley Center, the, the building right next to us here. And so if you or someone you know has a son or daughter that has autism... This is a support group. The parents come and they just encourage one another. And Julie's doing a great job leading that ministry. And so that's tomorrow night, first Monday of each month. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, our weekday preschool. I'm just telling you that just to pray uh, for my wife and Miss Stacy as they're leading. We've got 13 children. That's part of that. And so that happens on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And also on Tuesday, we have a senior adult Bible study. And we're studying through the book of Genesis. We meet down in the, the rock, the metal building. That's at 11 o'clock on Tuesday. And then on Tuesday night, we have a grief share support group. And Brent and Michelle are leading that. And just, it's a wonderful opportunity. If you've went through a time of, of grieving, you can come and join the class at any point. And that's Tuesday night at 630 and then this coming Saturday is the second Saturday of the month. So men's breakfast, all the men are invited to breakfast at 8 o'clock down in the Rock. And then at 1 o'clock is the ladies game day. And so you'll find more information about that in your bulletin. And then a couple of opportunities. We've got pumpkin path. On Halloween night from 6 to 8, we do pumpkin path, trunk or treat. It gives our community a safe alternative. You may not want to take your kids door to door. Bring them to our campus. There's other churches doing it as well. Uh, our partner, our partnership with First Baptist Churchill, they're doing theirs on Sunday night. So kids, you can, if you work it out, you could probably go Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You can find some different places. And so six to eight on Monday here, and we invite you to come and we will invite you to be a part of that. Jen and I love trunk or treat. We love dressing up. We love getting to meet your families and the kids. And so, uh, be part of that. There's sign up sheets. You can bring candy. And then our shoe box is going to be starting soon. So the Samaritan's Purse shoe boxes, you'll be praying about the shoe boxes, all right? And we're so thankful for that. Well, I want to invite Jordan and Casey and Kenny. Uh, you guys come on up. Jordan and Kenny were the coaches to my granddaughter, Andy. And so this is their second year to coach. Kenny's wife, Kelly's downstairs working in the preschool. And so I want to just uh, let them share just a, a brief testimony about Upward. And so these guys are also in my D group, and so I get to put them on the spot, all right? And so I'm thankful for them and just how they minister to my granddaughter. You guys come on up here where they can hear you, all right? 
And uh, Jordan and Casey, I'll start with you and then I'll ask Kenny. Tell us as a parent and as a coach, just tell us what Upwards meant to your family. Kind of what, what, what blessing came of it these two seasons. And step up here to the mic. You're on the hot seat. He's looking at you, Jordan. So I, I mean, Casey, so I, I imagine. For us, um, you know, they do a, a devotion um, even during the practice time. And just hearing our son, Caden, you know, remember week to week what That's those right. little devotions were about and the things that he were picking up on. Um, and then hearing other people give their testimonies and devotions during the halftime, um, he started asking questions. You know, That's what right. did they mean when they said that? Or right. um, So really just stirring thought in him and making him want to ask questions about awesome. the things that he was learning about during upward so Casey was the bench manager she <laughs> was in charge of keeping the kids from running off okay <laughs> and so thank you Jordan you want to add to is certain devo devotion stood out to you a certain blessing during the season that you want to share it's it's rewarding to be able to talk to a kid who might not be able to come to church uh, and I don't know the the ratio or whatever right um but you know they might never be able to step foot in the doors of the church and it's to be able to witness to them is, is special amen this group had three-year-olds through kindergarten and we had seven on our team and i think all seven were there almost every game uh, i think we had very faithful and I would stand back and watch Jordan and Kenny do the devotion, and it was, just, it was wonderful to see. And I would look around all the other coaches doing the devotions. It was wonderful. Kenny, come add what a blessing it was to you and Kelly. Uh, their, their son, Caden, played, and Kenny's two kids, Ruby Grace and Ridge, played. Share a little bit what a blessing it was for your family, what, something that stood out this season. Uh, it's just a cool experience uh, all the way around. You know, you don't think that the kids are listening to you. They're playing in the grass when you're doing the devotion. But Jordan would ask them the next week, do you remember what we talked about last week? And there they'd rattle it off. So when you don't think you're making an impact, you really are. And, that, and that's a blessing. And, um, you know, coming from Oak Grove where they had upward basketball right. for many, many years, the families it puts in your church is just amazing i think i told john whenever the idea had come about for soccer I, there's you're going to see a lot of new families coming into the church right. and, and and that's great for for the kingdom of god so amen thank you guys yep. you're off the hot seat i'll say one more thing too the, the ones that um during halftime gave their devotion or whatever man they they done great name us he thursday night he done awesome that's so, right yeah. amen yeah, that was great thank you guys We heard from Rachel, a grandmother, at the 8.30 service. So we had, I think the number I saw, 72 at the early service. They're coming early to provide space for you to invite your friends. And those listening online, we're providing room for you to come join us. And so I'm thankful for those who come out early. Rachel shared just the blessing uh, of her, her, her uh, grandson, Dane, being on the upward. And uh, so thankful for that. Kenny also, as well as many of you guys, are coaching in the rec league. Okay, we're thankful for our community rec league. We're thankful for coaches who are in the middle school and high school who coaches. And you guys are making a difference. You men and women are making a difference. Let me encourage you, if you're a rec coach, see that as an opportunity. Uh, in our upward, our numbers, so about 45% went for, come from other churches. So the players were 
connected to other churches. About 30%, it was about 40%, I guess, about 30% is connected to our church, and then about 30% are unchurched. And so that was kind of the statistics. And so we were having several families here who were unchurched, and we get to invest in their life. But you, if you're coaching rec ball or school ball, you have an opportunity to invest in those boys and girls. And if you're doing rec ball, man, use our facility down here for your end of the season get together. It's a great way to get them on campus. Uh, when I was rec coaching, I'd make a little paper out and I'd give to the parents and I'd say, hey, just want you to know, you know, I'm going to be praying with the team. If, if you're not comfortable with that, let me know. And we won't embarrass your child, but there's something that we're going to be doing. We're going to pray with your children. And so never had anybody that complained against that. And so it's a great opportunity just to say, hey, I'm more than just a coach. My faith is also who I am. And so let me encourage you to do that. And I'm, I'm excited. Um, we got Jeremy, who's the middle school football coach. We got Cam, who's the high school wrestling coach. We got Zach, who's the high school basketball coach. We got Brian, who's helping with baseball coach. He's the baseball coach. I'm hopeful to do a sports camp uh, next year. Uh, I'm talk, already talking with Cam, Jeremy, and Zach about some type of sports camp. Uh, and so we're hopeful to do that and looking forward to using sports as an opportunity to share the gospel. We want to recognize all of our players. If you played upward this year, whether you got your jersey on or not, would you guys come up here? We want to recognize you. Come up here and stand on the stage. All of our upward players, come on up here. We're proud of you. That's three-year-old through eighth grade, I believe, was our target age. So all of our guys, come on up here. Boys and girls, we're so proud of you guys. Some of them got their medals on. You can stand on both sides. That's okay. You can stand on both sides. Just get out there where they can see you. We're proud of you, all right? If you're in a balcony, we'll give you time to get up here. All right, you guys just stay up here till we all get up here. What a great representation today. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Is that all of our upward players? Let's give them a hand. Y'all stay up here. Let's give them a hand. Amen. Amen. We are proud of you guys. Just stay up here. If you're here today and maybe you didn't play upward, but maybe you're in the band or you're playing baseball or you, you play softball or you're on the swimming team and maybe you're here today, maybe as a guest, we're going to pray for our children. So if you're a three-year-old or a preschool, they're all downstairs mostly, but if you're a child through eighth grade, would you come up here if you're comfortable and just stand because we want to pray for you. What, will the rest of our kids come on up here if you're here today? We just want to pray for you. Don't feel like you have to come. And I love these guys. They told me they were going to be wearing their uniforms. That's so awesome, man. That's awesome. Come on up here, guys. This, this is our future security team at the church right there. They're going to protect their pastor. Anybody else want to come? Even those children who are still there, we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for our children. After we pray, we're going to let you guys go back to your seats. I want you to know your pastor is very proud of you guys. We are so thankful that you are here. And we love all you guys. Me and Jen love you guys. And we pray for you. And we're going to pray for you now. Lord, what a blessing that you have graciously given us opportunity to come alongside parents and grandparents of these children. 
And we get to come alongside and encourage them. We are thankful for moms and dads and grandparents who are investing spiritually in their children. Lord, we are so thankful that we get to be encouragers to those families. These boys and girls up here, they are gifts from you. And we are thankful for each of them. You have an, a unique plan. You made them uniquely. And you have a plan for each of their lives. And you love them. And we pray, Lord, that you would guard them, guard their hearts and their minds, and that you would guide them, guide them on a path to follow you. Lord, these are gifts, and we thank you for them, Lord. They are a blessing. And we pray, Lord, whether they're homeschooled or private Christian schooled or public school, wherever they go to school, preschool they go to, wherever they're at, that you would watch over them. And these our missionaries that we're sending out, Lord, as they take the good news of Jesus to their friends. So, Lord, thank you for these children. Thank you for these young people. Lord, may your hand be upon them. May you raise up out of these men and women who will be missionaries and pastors and leaders in our churches. So we thank you for them. And, Lord, we say they are a gift. And you are the giver of this gift. Bless these families, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, you can go back to your parents and your grandparents, okay? Thank you, guys. Let's give them another hand as they're going back there. Well, amen. We'll find Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Parents, thank you so much that you brought your children today. For our guests today, we are in a series in 1 Timothy. If you've been sitting there wondering, why in the world is there a punching bag up there on the stage? We're in a series called Don't Throw in the Towel. And so next Sunday, we'll start back into 1 Timothy chapter 2. We're going verse by verse through 1 Timothy. But today, we kind of took a detour as we're thinking about team day. We're talking about teamwork. And I want to say there are some families here today, you came, you left your, your own church to be here so your kids could be part of our team day. And I just want to say to you, thank you. We are thankful for your partnership. We are thankful for the church where you serve. And we're glad that we're partners together for the gospel. And I just want to encourage you that I hope the message today will encourage you and you take it back to your pastor and you take it back to your church. Just an encouragement of how we're looking at the church being like a team. We're so much like a team. I grew up, you could pretty much describe my life with two things. Pretty much my life revolved around two things growing up. First of all was church. I came to be a follower of Christ at the age of six on a Sunday night at Skyline Heights Baptist Church. I've been hearing my RA teacher. I'd been hearing my Sunday school teacher, Mrs. Ethel. I was hearing my mom and dad tell me about Jesus. And the Holy Spirit convicted me and I became a follower of Christ. And so church was my life growing up. My dad was a pastor. So we were in church. Church. I love church. I love going to church. Jen and I still love church. We've been married 30 years. We've been pastoring 30 years. And it's, that's what our life is, is ministry. And it's the church. And so we love the church. The second thing pretty much described my life growing up was sports. I played ball from first when I, when I first could throw a ball or hit a ball, I started playing and I played all the way up through high school. I played every sport there was. Now I will say I'm old enough that soccer was not even a sport in this area. That's what they did across the pond, right? We didn't do that here. 
We put on helmets and pads and hit each other. And so that's what we did. Soccer's a great sport and I'm learning it and I'm loving it. But I played everything I could. I, if I wasn't at church, I was bouncing the ball, dribbling the ball, kicking the ball, catching the ball, throwing the ball. That's what I was. That's, that's the two things that made up my life. So pretty much it's two of the things I still enjoy today. I enjoy church. That's, that's pretty much our life. And I enjoy sports. I still play. Now, the next day I'm a lot sore. I can't get out of bed, but I still play. It's fun. It's just made up. And so when you think about, when you think about teamwork, that's the sermon today is teamwork. When you, when you think about being a sports team, you think about so many similarities for the church. And so our few minutes together, we're going to talk about how the church should function as a team. Several years ago, our church, we transitioned from committees to teams. We don't have committees who function now. We have teams that function. Now, their function is real similar. They're put over a ministry. They're, they're to lead a ministry. They're to lead a different parts of our church. But just the terminology. Our, our young people, they, they really don't want to sit in a committee meeting. They don't want to sit around and have some chairman tell them what to do. That's not what our young people want to do. They want to be part of a team. They want to come to a meeting where my voice is heard. We're, we're all around the table being able to contribute together and we're working together. And so that's the understanding of the team. We're working together for a common goal. Our common goal is to bring glory to Jesus. Our common goal is to make disciples. And so team. And so thinking of team, we've been doing a little sign language for our guests today. We're doing, learning a few sign languages. And the two we've focused on is family. Our theme this year is we are family. So this is family. If you want to learn today, you make the letter F and you do this. This is family. So we're a family. Okay. The other word is together that we've continued to remember. And this is together. You put your hands together and you go in a circle. That means we're a family together. Our purpose statement back here, connect, grow, serve. We connect to Jesus. We belong together. We're, we belong together. Jesus has connected us together. Second of all is we grow. We grow as his follower. So we, we believe together. And then third of all, we serve. We serve others in his name. We're better together. The word today we're learning is team. And so this is the letter T. Put your thumb between your index and your middle finger. So you put your thumb there and that's the letter T. And so you make a T with both of your hands and then team is real similar to family. You're just going to do this. Okay. So we're a team. So thinking how we're a family, we're a team. And so look in Ecclesiastes chapter four, and we're going to jump into this and we're going to move quickly. And so don't be concerned about the time. We're going to get you out on time. Don't worry about that. Uh, my messages are always like baloney. We can cut them off wherever we need to. Okay. So here in chapter four, look at verse nine through verse 12. So the scripture is going to tell us, and this, this outlines itself. These four things outline itself. There's four points, and we're going to quickly cover these four points. Notice verse 9, two are better than one. You may have heard this passage read at a wedding. I did a wedding yesterday. Congratulations to Cody and Amelia. And this is a passage, one of the passages I read at their wedding. It's also a beautiful picture of friendship. It's also a beautiful picture of the church. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Verse 10, for if they fall, one will lift up his companion, but woe to him who was alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Uh, we had a, 
one of our doctors was at the early service today and Holly came up to me, one of our doctors, and she said, verse 10 reminds me of someone, an elderly person who, if they don't have somebody there with them, they can fall and nobody can help lift them up. We grew up with the commercial, I've fallen and I can't get up, right? I mean, we know that. And so think about you're walking on the journey. If somebody's with you, you, you fall off in the ditch. Somebody's there to help you. But if you're on the journey alone, nobody's there to help you. Verse 11. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Real quickly, four things in this passage. It outlines itself. But in verse 9, the first thing we see is as a team, we labor with one another. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. We serve together, better together. You think of a sports team. You think of a, a, a team sport. Take football or soccer. It takes everybody working together. Ask Peyton Manning, can one superstar win a national championship? No, but the next year they do. Why? Because just one person can't win the championship. Ask LeBron James. Ask Michael Jordan. Till they got their supporting cast, they were not going to win any championship. You can't win it on your own. We are laboring together. Team means everybody matters. Every member of our church, you count. Every member of our church, you're to contribute. You're to be part of the work. You see, in, in the church, and, and we're seeing the church as a team, we all work together. There are no superstars on God's team. There are no divas on God's team. In the NFL, there are certain receivers and certain de defensive backs who are divas. If I don't get the ball through to me, I'm going to go over to the sideline and I'm going to pout. Or I'm going to fuss at the coach. You're not getting the ball to me. But in God's team, in the church, there is no place for superstars. There are no place for divas. There's only one person that's the superstar and his name is Jesus. There's no glory that goes to you and to me. We're teammates. We're working together. We're in the trenches together. There's only one that gets the glory, and that's him. The Bible tells us we should never rob God of his glory. Ridgeview, we're a team. And every team member contributes and every team member counts. We're all important. The people who are down in the preschool helping with the little ones right now, they are just as important as the pastor who's standing in this pulpit. We're all on a team. We're all working together. That quarterback and that running back, they may get their names in the paper, but they can't do nothing if that offensive line isn't blocking. Right, Jeremy? They can't do a thing. We're all a team. We're all working together. Everybody counts. And so we all are important, but we also should all contribute. If you're a believer today, you're in this sanctuary, you're listening online, and you're a follower of Christ, you were given a gift when you surrendered to Jesus, when you repented of your sins and you put your faith in Jesus, you were given a spiritual gift. And the gift is not for your individual use. It's for the benefit of the body. God intends for you to be part of a team. He, in, he intends for you to be part of a community of people that you're coming together. Now, Ridgeview, we're a local body of believers. We're a team. 
But also, we've got our, our friends down here at First Baptist, who's our part of our team too. They just meet in a different, uh, different locker room, but we're not competing with other churches. Don't get that idea. We're all a team together. If they're preaching the name of Jesus, then we're a team together, working together. But this is our locker room. Smells better than a lot I've ever been in, but it, this is a good place for us to gather together. We're a team, and we all should contribute. Find your place to serve. If you're a member, you're important and you count. And you should be contributing. You should be serving. You, you should contribute. We should all share. Upward soccer. Upward charges $61 a kid to do upward. We only charge $35 for those kids to do upward. You know why? Because Ridgeview, you are generous and we're able to offset the cost for these young families because we all know it's hard right now to survive in this economy. And so we as a church, we say we're going to offset 43% of the cost so it won't put such a burden on these families. You're a part of that as you contribute. You're encouraged today. If you're here and you say upward is a ministry I want to be part of, you can give above your tithe anytime. You can go to our, our giving app and you can check on their upward ministry. You can give them the envelopes and say, I want to invest in that ministry above what I'm giving to the church to my tithe. So we're all contributing our time, our gifts, our efforts, and even in our giving, we're all contributing. So we labor together. If you're not part of a team, if you're not part of a church, come labor together with us. Come, come serve. You're looking for a place where you can serve. You're looking for a place where you can work together to accomplish something bigger than we are. Man, life is too short, to be honest, out here by ourselves. We're a part of a community. Come serve this community with us if you don't have a church home. Now look at second of all, real quickly. Verse 10. Not only do we labor with one another, but we lift up one another. Verse 10, for if they fall, one will lift up his companion, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. The connect in our purpose statement is to connect to Jesus. We belong together. If you've ever been on the ball field with me or you've been on the basketball court with me, you've probably maybe heard me say this. It's okay. Get it next time. When Casey played some softball with us, ask Casey if you ever heard me say, it's okay, get it next time. It's okay, we'll get it next time. The church is a place where we pick each other up. We, we lift each other up. We're walking on this journey together. If our brother or our sister stumbles into the ditch, if they've, if they've sinned against God, we don't shoot the wounded. We reach out a hand and say, we serve a God of grace and of mercy and of forgiveness. And we're reaching out a hand to help lift you up and restore you to your walk with Jesus. We're about lifting each other up. Hey, I know you go to school and you go to work and you go in this community. The world is the one who beats us down enough. And they put us down enough. And they step on us as they climb the ladder. That's not so about the church. The church isn't a place where we beat each other down. A church is a place where we lift each other up. It's a place where we say to each other, hey, it's okay. We'll get it next time. Hey, it's okay. We're in this together. So here we are. We're encouraging one another. We're, we're there for one another. No one's left behind. We, we show grace and we encourage one another. I'm in your corner. You're in my corner. 
we're in this together. Joshua, let's show that video. We've got a video, 1992. You've probably seen this, the Olympics. Britain's Derek Redmond is in the 440. He was excited. He thought he might medal. It was the semifinals. And so you go ahead and show it. You've probably seen this clip. He's, he's running and he tears his right hamstring. He'd been training for this. He'd been working hard for this. This was everything. He put his life into this. And then everything fell apart. He fell in the ditch. You've seen the clip. You know somebody's going to come out of the stands in just a minute. He's trying to make it on his own. And Jim comes running out of the stands. Jim's his father. When he gets to his son, he says, you don't have to do this. And his son says, yes, I do. And so his dad says, well, then we're going to finish this together. <laughs> we're going to finish this together. Hey, we're all in a race. When we're born, we enter a race called life. We're on a journey. And I'm here to tell you, young people, there's going to be some torn hamstrings in this life, this race called life. There's going to be some times when things don't go as you had planned. You thought you were going to win the race, but you don't. Everything falls apart. Church, we're a team. And just like his dad came alongside him and said, we'll finish this together. That's what church does. <laughs> we come alongside each other and we come along each other and we say, hey, we're going to finish this together. Hey, I'm with you. Hey, I believe in you. Hey, we can do this together. And so we see in this passage, not only do we labor with one another, but we lift one another up and we do it together. I'm so thankful that I have a church family that lifts us up. My dad passed away last year ago, March, a year ago, May. You were there for my family. You've been there for my mom. And I want to thank you. Man, it's so wonderful to be part a part of a group of people that's going to come alongside me. You see, when you, when you have a church family, it means on this journey, if you fall into the ditch, you got brothers and sisters who love you enough, it's going to keep you accountable. It's going to come alongside you and say, reach a hand out and say, hey, God's ready to forgive. God wants to restore. If you're going through this life not part of a team, not part of a church, you're in the ditch alone. God intends for us to be a community. And so the third thing, notice what he says here. Verse 11, not only do we labor with one another and do we lift one another up, but we also love one another. Verse 11, again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? So the understanding of being there for one another. I think Ridgeview, I think you're one of the lovingest churches that Jen and I have ever been a part of. I believe that you genuinely care about one another and you care about this community. And I am proud to be your pastor and I am thankful to serve alongside you. But I just want to say to you, and I want to encourage you, same thing we're struggling with sometimes, other churches struggle with, and that's since COVID, it's tempting for us 
want to stay in our huddles. When I played high school football, we would get in our huddle, we'd put our arms around one another, and the quarterback would call the play. When you're in a huddle, you're facing your teammates, and you got your back to everybody else. Here you are, you're in a huddle. And then the quarterback would call the play, and he'd say, ready, break. And we'd run up to the line. What, what's tempting, what Satan's tried to tempt in our church, and he's used COVID as a means of that, is it's really tempting for us to stay in the huddle. Our, our comfort zone, our, our group of people that we're familiar with, we, we huddle up and we turn our backs to the world. We turn our backs to the community and we huddle up. And church, we can't do that. Do you hear what the captain, our captain of the team, our head coach's name is Jesus. And Jesus is saying to us churches, hey, you got to get out of the huddle. Jesus is saying, ready church, break. And he's wanting us to get out into our community, get out into our streets, to the schools that we go to. Can I, can I, and I told this to the early service. This is going to ruffle some feathers, but we got to get out of our huddles. You might need to consider starting a new Sunday school class. Preacher, I've been in my class my whole life. We were a newly married class. We still call ourselves newly married and we're 80 years old. I've been in the same class my whole life. Preacher, I like my group of friends. Guess what? There's some people in these pews who are longing to get connected, who are longing to be invited into the huddles. But we've allowed COVID, sometimes churches are struggling with this. We've allowed COVID to kind of turn us a little inward. And that's not who you are. It's not your heart. Break the huddle. Start a new D group. Start a new class. Get involved in a ministry. Get outside your little group and break the huddle. Because there's people on your street. There's people at your school. There's people you work with who are longing to be part of a community. Be intentional about getting out of the huddle and sharing Jesus' love. 1 Corinthians 13, he tells us what love should look like in the church. Patient, kind, not envy, not proud, not rude, not selfish. No record of wrongs. We are to love one another. Lastly, look at the last verse. We're to look out for one another. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. We're to grow as his followers. How do we do that? We believe together. What this is saying to me is, is I got your back and you got my back. Two can withstand. We're together. I know Patrick's got my back and he knows I've got his back. I hope you know your pastors has your back. And we're, we know that you have our back. We, we're, we're there. We're making disciples. That's our vision statement. Making disciples and making a difference. We're making disciples together. We're overcoming together. We're making a difference together. We're here for one another. We're looking out for one another. We're protecting one another. Somebody says something on social media, you're there to stand up for your church, for your pastors. You're involved in the different groups outside of this church. If there's ever any word said about what God's doing here, you're to protect. You're to stand up. Our group of deacons, and you're doing deacon nominations today, and so put them names down there, those seven names you've been praying about of men who you're nominating, putting the little boxes back there. But our deacons, I'm so thankful. You know what their job is? 
One of their jobs is to protect me and Patrick, to protect our family. And they do a great job of that. Their job is to care for you, to come along with us and care for you. But we're to have each other's back. And I'm thankful that you do that. But as teammates, we look out for one another. That means we don't gossip about one another. We don't backbite one another. We're not hypocrites. We're there to protect one another. And so I'm thankful, too, we can overcome the enemy. Who's our enemy? Satan's our enemy. Sin's our enemy. And together, we make disciples and we overcome the enemy. As we close, lastly, don't miss it. And it says in the last part, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Let's talk about the third cord in our few seconds we have together, okay? The third cord here is Jesus. You see, we're a team. And Jesus is the one that binds us together. He's that th third cord that binds us together. He protects us. He strengthens us. He gets all the glory. He calls the plays. He's the captain. Jesus. Now think about the four things we talked about. In a, in a team, he labored for us. The Bible says that Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to work while it was still day. He came to save those who are lost. If you're here and you're lost or you're listening online, Jesus came for you. He came looking for you. And not only did he labor for us, but he, lifted, he was lifted up for us. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Jesus not only came looking for you, but he died for you on the cross. He gave his life for your sins. He died for you on the cross. He was buried and rose again. He came to save you. Why did he do that? Because he loved us. For God so loved us that he gave his own begotten son. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He loves you. That's why he left heaven. That's why he came to labor for you. That's why he came to be lifted up on the cross for you. Because he loves you. And then last of all, he's looking out for us. To guard us and to guide us. And to save us from sin and from hell. That's why Jesus came. If you're here and you're not a believer... If the Holy Spirit is convicting you, would you receive that by faith today? Repenting, turning from your sins, trusting in Christ. He is at work for us. He is on our side. Church, He is for you. Believers, He is for you. He's in your corner. He wants to use you and work in your life. Would you stand with me for prayer? Heads are bowed. Guest, we are so thankful you're here. This invitation, this altar is open for anyone to come. If you want to come, maybe you're in the ditch and you want to come be restored. You want to come and pray for someone you know that's in the ditch. You want to come and pray for someone you know that's lost. You want to come because you say, this is the kind of church, this is a community that I want to be a part of. We can help you how to get started on that journey. Maybe you're here and you're lost and you want to come and say... I know that I'm lost. I see what Jesus did for me. I'm convicted of my sin, and I want to ask him to save me. And we're inviting you to come. Lord, take these few moments. Speak into our lives. For some folks here today, this is a matter of eternity. I pray, Lord, that you would draw them to you. For those of us who follow you, Maybe a matter of obedience, a matter of confession, 
a matter of commitment. Use this time for your purpose, we pray in the name of Jesus. Just keep your heads bowed.